Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everyone, I can tell you right now, um, this, is, this is about as angry as you'll find me after a Bengals game. This is our quick reaction, what we call the Believe in Bengal podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. want to welcome them to the Bengals family. But I can tell you right now, um, after seven sacks, after five turnovers, four interceptions, a pick six, a missed field goal, a blocked extra point. Um, I'm trying to figure out if the Bengals were trying to win the game or if they were doing their best to help the Pittsburgh Steelers. You help me out here, Adam. Well, I can tell you this. You can say what you want to say. I know we can't win. The, we shouldn't win the game with five turnovers and, and not getting any. But the second half, the way the defense played, the way the guys uh, never been – um, and we should have won the game. That was the biggest picture of the whole afternoon to me. Oh, no, no. It was a whole lot more in that big picture. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Look, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers win the game in overtime, 23 to 20. We did a lot to help them to be able to win it. There is no doubt about it. Um, the offense had five turnovers in the game. 17 of the 23 points scored by the Steelers came off of those five turnovers by the Cincinnati Bengals on offense, including a pick six. But we sent $70 million this offseason on an offensive line that, in my mind, Adam, didn't protect Joe Burrow any better in the week one contest against the Steelers than we did at any time last year. Well, you, you know the Steelers' front, though. Let's, let's, let's put – you know, I, bad as I am about Pittsburgh, I still have to put some respect on the coaches that they have, the front that they have, um, doing different things in a too high look. Uh, and they got two really good guys up front. But I will say this, they killed us up front um, the whole game. But Joe figured out a way to, to keep things going. Definitely missed, we definitely missed T. Higg um, today. I thought AD played good, but he didn't play good enough. The game should have been over, you know. Mike Thomas. That, that, uh, on, that, um, on that skinny post, you got to catch that ball, Solid. I'm talking about hit you right in the face. You got to catch it. You got to catch that one. And then you go back and look at even on the, the, the fourth down, um, when they had the little snag route, when they had chasing in the inside, he, he have to be tighter so it gives Chase space on that, that corner route. If you if you plan it so high and this guy's looking back at the quarterback, he can see the ball. If you're tighter, he got to respect you going back under. So it's just little things that he got to pick up. But um, all in all, um, I, I really think the special team game, Kevin has to know that he has to 
sit on that ball right there. It's third and four, whatever it was. It's a bad snap. The reason why we're kicking the ball on third and four, third and eight, is because if it's a bad snap, lay on the ball. That's me personally. I know Darren. I played for Darren for eight years. Um, Kevin Smart, you know, he, he dropped the ball on that one, but he's still a hell of a player. But on that one right there, he should have just – he should have laid on the ball, I think. For me, the fault is not with Kevin Huber. Uh, the, call is, uh, the fault is with, um, you know, Daniel Wilcox um, with the snapper. Um, one snap was late. And it threw off the timing of the kick. That was blocked by Mika Fitzpatrick. All we're talking about is an extra point. Listen, we've never mm-hmm. had problem with the operation. Now when the game gets tight, we get problems with the operation. Not with the kicker. Where's okay? Clark Harris? Clark right. Harris is a big part. You, they've been together snapping this ball for 15 plus years. So no, it was Wilcox who snapped the ball. I know, but Clark Harris got hurt. That's what I'm saying. I know. That, and that, that's what... That's why I'm saying the fault was with the snapper. That's all I'm saying. I can't, I can't fault someone who wasn't in the game. I'm just saying that when the moment is tight, you still got to snap the ball. And then you can't snap it high. That still is what he does. He's not the first team guy. He's the, he's the next man up. And then the next man up, he failed in the operation of the kick. He kicked it high, and then he, kicked, he snapped one, excuse me, snapped it high, and he also snapped one late. That's where the operation was screwed up. I think in your explanation is that Kevin Huber, the holder, could have did a better job on the second kick that was high. He should have just taken a knee because it would have been fourth down right there as opposed to the mix, the missed uh, field goal kick. Yeah, because I know Kev. And a normal Kev, he would sat on the ball mm-hmm. and told him, hey, calm down. <laughs> calm down and snap the ball. <laughs> But he's that's that what I'm saying. Guy. So, but um, he did. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming Kev. But I'm just saying, as a as a smart yeah. veteran, as a savvy savage, is that word savvy veteran? You got to know those little things. I, I think it's it's really important to help the fans to know what the operation is, who are the people who are involved in the operation, because you and I both know. Come Monday morning. Mike Brown's yeah, yeah, gonna know. Mike Brown wants he wants he wants answers, not excuses. He doesn't yes. want to hear that he had the second team snapper in there. He doesn't want to hear he just want to know. I want answers. I want answers because this game should have been a win against a win, the Pittsburgh Steelers, even despite the turnovers. Joe Burrow hung in there, brought the team back. This should have been a win, but yet and still it's a loss. Okay, and that's where you have to you have to get down to the answers of why it happened and fix the problem. And that's why we're having the conversation. We don't have the conversation to point fingers. Right. Right. Have a conversation to help the the viewers understand what actually happened happened and now what needs to be done to get it fixed. And just breaking it down into lane terms. You know, we we love we love our team. Like like I said, this is just look at all the positive things that we had happen in the game. You know what I mean? We we had five turnovers in the first half. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that ain't a positive thing. That is not a positive thing. <laughs> That's not. We turned but the ball over. This. Let me ask you this: Solid. At any time of the game, did you think that we had a chance not to win the game? 
No, I thought we had a chance to win it the entire time. This is bad as we played. And by the way, we have four turnovers in the first half. We have five turnovers in the game total. The offense turned the ball over, gave it to the other team five times, including a pick six without the defense being on the field. We gave up points. We gave them the ball repeatedly. Okay. Our quarterback was sacked on the very first play of the season on the very second offensive play of the season it was a pick six now starters don't play in the preseason for the Bengals on offense maybe they should this was a really bad start by our Bengals it was a really bad start for Joe Burrow I thought he missed some reads early he had some guys wide open down the middle of the field On third down, he wasn't seeing the field clearly initially. He threw the ball late to the outside on the pick six by Minka Fitzpatrick. He threw the ball late over the middle on the interception by Akilo Weatherspoon. Um, And then one was just a great play by J.J. Watt, who has jumped up and just snagged it at point-blank range. I mean, that's just – sometimes the defense is going to make great plays. I think Joe Burrow learned from these uh, mistakes that he made. But I think – I think the team as a whole has to learn, too, that no matter how good you are as a veteran player, man, you got to put the work in. And not just in practice, but I know we don't want to get anybody hurt in preseason, so we're going to have to strike a, a better balance for just being really on top of our game to start a game is to start a season, particularly if you are the frontline veterans that we were counting on. I agree, but I disagree. Um... It's a long season, man. Seventeen weeks, long season. So, like, will this game affect us in the long run? Hmm. I don't know because it's a division game. But I just, I, I, I don't agree with putting putting them out there in the preseason no more. That's for the younger guys who they need to see as far as the second, third round picks, fourth, fifth round picks. So those guys can get a shot. It's not for the veterans to, to come out and, and knock the rest off. I'd rather not be in, in top form in week one. I don't want to be peaking in week one. I want to be peaking week two, week three. You know what I mean? But that's just me personally. But to, it, I'll just leave it at that. That's, that's just my personal opinion. I don't think the preseason would have helped anything as far as the lineman playing, definitely not Joe because Joe had surgery. There's no way he could have been put in the fire. Um, but with all that being said, we had a chance to win the game two times. We dropped the touchdown, and then we missed the field goal. So, like, we we got a lot to talk about, but the defense played. The defense played good. I mean, the second half was, was an unbelievable half. Defense played a lot of snaps. Deep into overtime, time after time. Yeah. I'm sure Joe Burrow got tired of leading them down there uh, on fourth down, down inside the red zone, coming away with no points. Zero. Coming away with zero points. Either we couldn't convert on fourth down, um, throwing the ball into the end zone, or we couldn't convert on an extra point, or we couldn't convert on the field goal. Um, and I think the Bengals right now, I, I don't think in by any stretch of the imagination, Anyone should panic because it's not panic time. It's not even overreaction time. 
It is a time to identify problems and fix them. And uh, and that's where it's I trust one. that this team will get it done. There's no doubt. It is week one. It'll be you a little at, snapper here tomorrow. <laughs> you, start, you start at home against a division rival that you should beat. That's a changing of the guard. That's a changing of an era. And you gave them a game. And we said this, Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to quit at Paycor Stadium just because they no longer have Ben Roethlisberger. They're not going to quit just because uh, they're ch- they spent all preseason auditioning three quarterbacks. They're not going to quit, even though their offense couldn't score any points early in the game without our offense helping them. They just stayed with it. You didn't see any sense of panic for Tom, Mike Tomlin and his group. And I, I got to give Zach Taylor credit too. You didn't see any panic on the Bengals sideline uh, when they were down 17-3, then down 17-6. Uh, they just continued to claw their way back into the game. And I thought we had the win on the very last play of regulation, but we couldn't convert an extra point. Wow. Wow. Let that soak in for a minute. Let that soak in. This has been just a quick edition of the Believe in Bengals podcast brought to you and delivered by 828 Logistics. We want you to tune in. And download the Believe in Bingo podcast brought to you by 828 Logistics by going to Believe.com. And don't forget to check us out on Valley Sports Cincinnati on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. We will be back with more on Tuesday. Check it out at Believe.com. Yes, Sarsky. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at BetOnline.ag, and you could bet on anything. Futures for MLB. NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us. Playing games start tonight. So go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. Fans out there, drag both feet about swinging a full counter up that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws because they are free. Hook them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.